Yorktown Memorial Hospital, 30,000 square feet, 30 years of abandoned, but not empty. Angels, demons, shadows, and spirits. The legends and lore run rampant through these dilapidated hallways. We risk it all when we dare to seek the truth. Don't close your eyes and don't turn your back in the darkness of Yorktown Memorial Hospital. Welcome to Everything Vaguely Paranormal. tonight and glad that you tuned in what we're going to talk about tonight is one of our favorites yorktown memorial hospital but before we do that let me introduce you to my partners in crime or my partners in the paranormal i'm shelly Pruitt, <laughs> and of course the wizard that runs all the buttons and makes all the magic mr blake smith hey y'all and then of course we have our human Rolodex and encyclopedia who knows everything <laughs> about everything, Mr. Ryan Roberts. Hey so, guys. guys, welcome. I'm so excited. And I'm going to warn our audience right off the bat that whenever we talk about Yorktown, strange things happen with our audio and video. We have been mm-hmm. on calls talking about it and somebody has fallen out. So if whenever we're talking about Yorktown, if one of us drops out, don't worry, we'll be back. You may just have to give us a second. So guys, Let's get started on Yorktown. Absolutely. I'm excited. Yeah. We're here. We're doing it. Woohoo. <laughs> yeah. Welcome, everybody. Welcome in. And, you know, to get started on Yorktown, I think we kind of have to go through a little bit of the history of how Yorktown got started and where it came from. And I'm just going to run this down for you real quick. Uh, so as far as the history goes, uh, the Yorktown Memorial Hospital was chartered in 1950. Um, and it was built in 1951. And it was built because there was a big need for a hospital in that community. The next closest hospital was in San Antonio, and that was like 88 to 90 miles away, and that would take you about an hour and a half to get there. And so you got oil fields around your town, and you've got all these like heavy equipment, all this heavy equipment running, all this machinery. So you're going to need like a hospital that's closed because chances are you're not going to make it if you have to drive all the way to San Antonio to, to get some kind of medical attention. Um, it was built with help from the Ford Motor Company. They actually donated a whole lot of money um, to help build the, the hospital. And it was the first major hospital in that community, and it was open until 1986, and it closed in 88 or 90, and then became a rehab facility. 
and then was open for about another year or two or two more years, and then it closed down. And it was completely staffed by a group of nuns uh, known as the Felician Sisters. Um, they were a very devout Catholic order, um, and they believed in chastity, poverty, and obedience. That was kind of their motto. That's what they absolutely held true to. Um, Damn, now I know why they don't like me. I'm not chaste, obedient. <laughs> okay, go ahead. I don't sorry. think any of us right. are. Yeah, no, no they hate us so much. No. Absolutely. Go ahead, Ryan. <laughs> so uh, as you can see in this picture, you can kind of see what they were dressed like. Um, and they wore a brown habit, a scapular, a headdress, a black veil, a collar, and a crucifix. And you can see them standing beside uh, some of the hospital staff. I believe it's a couple of doctors um, that were, that used to work in the hospital. Um, and when they founded in Yorktown, uh, their motto for the hospital was that so more can live longer. Um, and they just wanted to have a hospital in the community so they can help everybody. Um, now, there are a few different stories about this hospital. Um, we're going to kind of there, there's, there's a lot of lore and legend that surrounds this hospital. Um, now, some of the they, you know, like some of the reports that we get, some of the general reports that we get from this hospital are people seeing nuns walking up and down the hallways and in the chapel. Um, and there's claims of over 2000 people having died in this hospital. Um, so that's a lot of death contained in this one tiny little hospital in the middle of nowhere, Texas. Uh, there's people who have always seen, who have also seen shadow figures. Uh, they've heard voices, they've been scratched, they've been bitten and they've been pushed. Shelly, Blake have both. Uh, yep. Yep. It's, we've I mean, had it all happen. Yeah. I mean, you name it, we've all seen it and it's all happened at Yorktown to one of us. I mean, we've seen all this stuff go down. And so if, if like the hospital, there is, I mean, there, there's a little bit of land around the hospital and there was a former caretaker. So back here, if you look at the at the hospital, it's like in a cross shape. And behind the, the very top in the center, there's the one building that runs down the center um, and two wings that uh, branch off from that one building. In the back, uh, there was a former caretaker who lived in a trailer behind behind the building. And he would, you know, he was kind of a, a maintenance guy. Uh, he would go in and fix things and he would try to make the hospital you know, a, a little bit better than what it was, kind of patch holes and, and do all kinds of stuff to, to fix it up. And he claims that he was punched in the hospital several times when he was in there by himself. And he also claims that he had an overwhelming sense of dread and sadness that came over him from out of nowhere. And he's, and he claims to be a pretty happy guy. He's like, he's like, that's not me. And that just happens to him when he's in the hospital and his daughters had come to visit him uh, whenever he was living in the trailer out back. And his daughters had their hair pulled and they were yanked out of bed by something they couldn't see. So that's just, just from that initial caretaker. Mm. Now, when you walk into the hospital, you have to, as, as, as you, you have to go up through like this little foyer and that's looking directly down the foyer, like towards the chapel. And as you walk down the foyer, um, very creepy. there, yeah, it's, it's, it's a very, very, Extremely very creepy. creepy. It's, it's a very creepy <laughs> feeling. Intimidating. You, Yes. Once you cross that threshold, you know, you the best way I can describe it and, and how I've tried to describe it to people is like, you know how like when you walk into a party and you can feel like there's tension or like in the air or there's like people around, you know, there's like a, a there's a lot of activity. And it's that's the best way I can describe that feeling. Once you cross that threshold, you know, you're not by yourself when you go in that door. Mm-hmm. You I mean, you can immediately tell. And. As you go down this hallway, you come to a T, and right in front of you is the chapel. To your left is the labor and delivery wing, 
And to your right is going to be the surgical wing. Now, if you go down to the labor and delivery wing, uh, there is a little girl down there that people report haunting that wing. Her name is Stacy. Um, and she is a little girl who was supposed to have lived at the hospital. Um, no one knows her last name. Uh, however, she was supposed to, you know, she was supposed to reside there and people, uh, hear her giggling and they see a little girl and she appears in the children's wing and she rolls balls and there's been reports of her appearing and throwing rocks at people, uh, while they were investigating. Now she is, she's like one of the main ones that's down in that, that labor and delivery wing. Now, if you turn around and you look back down the other direction of the hall, there is a wing that's called the the surgical wing, and that's where the <laughs> emergency room and uh, I, that's where I the emergency room. That's that's the area of the whole the first floor that I do not like. Mm, yeah, all. it's 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 real real creepy down that way. Like there, there's a lot going on down there. Um, there is a doctor uh, who was reported to haunt down there. His name is Doctor Navarsky, and he was one of the oldest practicing physicians in Texas. I believe he practiced until his nineties. And he botched several surgeries. There's actually a, a famous story about him botching a thyroid surgery and actually cutting the throat of someone who was supposed to be taken care of at the hospital. And I believe the person bled out and died. Um, and didn't that earn him a very unusual nickname? It did uh, because of all his botches and because of all the things that he did that he wasn't supposed to do. Uh, the nickname for him was called The Butcher. Um, and people kind of, I don't think they called him that to his face. I'm pretty sure it was behind his back because you got somebody doing surgery on you. You don't want to sit there and call them. Yeah. I don't want Dr. Butcher. No, thank you. No, no, absolutely not. Just let me bleed out. I don't need Dr. Butcher. Thank you. Mm -mm. (laughs) So, and, uh, he was believed to have taken a real liking to Stacy as well. The little girl that happened to be at the hospital and, uh, gave her a book. And if you go to the hospital, um, the book that he gave her is one of the books that people like to read to Stacy. It's called the pokey little puppy. Um, and people read that book to try to get Stacy to come out and play all the time when they're in the hospital. Um, in addition to Dr. Dravarsky, who's supposed to haunt the OR down there, there is also another entity named TJ who is supposed to haunt down by the emergency room, which if you go down to the OR, the yeah, right there, that that's the, and that's literally the door that's back there by the OR. Um, it's, it's to the left of where um, the surgical room is. Like if you're standing looking down the hallway, the surgical rooms are to your right. To your left is the emergency door right there and where they would have taken people in during the emergency room. Um, now, TJ was supposed to have been a guy who overdosed and his friends dumped him on the back porch and rang the back doorbell to try to get someone to come out and pick him up because I guess they were scared that they if they brought him in, the law was going to come after him or or something. They just did not want to be involved in that whatsoever. So they just dumped him on the back porch. And when they dropped him off, like they rang the night bell and I guess one of the nuns didn't hear it, or there was no one around that was, that was up to hear it or something to that effect, but no one answered. And so the next day they go to the back porch, they open up the door and they see this giant dead guy just laying on the back porch. And <laughs> he is boy that'll believe, ruin your cup of coffee <laughs> yeah it would I mean I, I imagine she spit her cup of coffee out when she saw it <laughs> head out to the cut and sunset and be like oh <laughs> she probably swallowed extra hard when she saw, when she saw him now that sounds before. dirty that sounds dirty <laughs> we don't talk about nuns like that don't go there you are a very naughty boy especially, especially not these nuns these nuns ain't no joke I mean they 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> I ain't Same. never met a nun that was a joke. Okay. <laughs> oh no, I, I've only heard. I mean, I've never been to Catholic school, but I can only go by what I've heard. And yeah, <laughs> I'm sure they're lovely. So uh, TJ is believed. <laughs> I mean, they, I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure they're very nice. They are. They're wonderful people who do a wonderful job. Yes. Moving on. <laughs> Shaping the minds of the future. <laughs> so, uh, so with TJ, there's a, there is a <laughs> there is a large shadow figure that people associate with TJ that they here see. I ha- I, here we go. I have a I have a feeling goes. we're talking about Yorktown um, and several. Yeah, I have a feeling we're going to lose Ryan shortly. We'll have come in contact. <laughs> He doesn't even know he froze, does he? No. Can y'all still hear me? We have you now. We have you now. But you're about to get kicked out because we're talking about Yorktown. This is what we were telling you about. There he goes. There he goes. Right there. Now, this is exactly what we were warning you. Earlier, when we were going pre-broadcast, going over what we were going to talk about, we had no issues. And last night when we were on the phone discussing, we had no issues until we spoke about Yorktown. The second we brought up Yorktown, people started dropping off. And yep, and falling yep. off the conversation. Shelly, as a matter of fact, you and I were in depth conversation about it. And then all of a sudden, we I said, let me read you this from Yorktown. Let me tell you this about Yorktown. And you just started going, uh, 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 uh. and I was like, I can't hear you. I can't make you out. It happens every time without fail. Every time. It's Yeah. Every time we talk it, about Yorktown. And that is what we warned you about before. I'm exactly. so glad you got to see that we weren't kidding about it. Yeah. That someone always falls out of the conversation when we talk about Yorktown. Yep. So let me tell you something about TJ. So uh, the rumor that I've heard about TJ, well, we'll wait for, for uh, Ryan to come back in and finish with his Lauren legend, was that TJ tends to be more of a protector spirit. That That's how I understand it to be, that he does kind of look out for other people because he wasn't taken care of in his life, uh, that he actually tries to protect those that, that come in from other people. Now, you and I both know spirits that want to be extra helpful uh-huh. are especially not to be trusted. Exactly. We have all had that one. Who's like, trust me. And you're like, <laughs> I, think I don't not. trust you. <laughs> yeah, I don't trust you. Mm-mm. And that is very interesting. Cause that comes up in episode two of the Yorktown Memorial hospital. Uh, so Blake, what now, how many times have you been to Yorktown? Blake? Uh, the last time that I went, would have, yeah, would have put me at four times because we did two nights the last time that we went. So I count those as two separate investigations, obviously, and two times before. So that puts me at four. Mm-hmm. And I have been there. I think I think I was sitting down to count. And I believe the last time I went was 14. So yeah. I have been in there numerous times. So some of the really interesting things that I have seen happen in that hospital, just just in general, um, talking about being pushed. I've seen people pushed. I've I've seen. Um, people get not only knocked to the ground. Uh, I watched a bite mark for my lady's arm one night. And when I say arm, it wasn't like on the outside of your arm. It was on the inside of the elbow and, and it was vertically inside the elbow. It wasn't like this way. It was vertically. And I don't know about you, but I can't bite it inside of my elbow. I can't do that either. Mm -mm. And, and she just basically walked up and she was like, Shelly, can you look at this? And at first I thought she got scratched. And then I looked and I went, Holy crap, you got bitten. I'm like, Oh my God. And I'm like, somebody take a picture of this. Somebody take a picture. And, and I, you know what? I will give that lady credit because she turned around 
And she went right back in that hospital. Now, me, I'd have been like, <laughs> I'm going to stay out here for a little while. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm just, I'll be over here on the grass. <laughs> yeah, I'll be on the grass. Give me some holy water. Give me some sage. And of course, you know, give me, bless yeah. me, sage me, do whatever you got to do. But I'm not going to, no, I would have to have taken a little time out, maybe step back for a hot minute. So what, um, I guess let's, uh, has Ryan joined back in yet? No, he's not back in yet. I don't know if, but he's probably having trouble with the link knowing that we're talking about Yorktown. I mean, we, I, very we well, been maybe. talking, we've been talking about this for days. We're like, we know we're going to hit bumps in the road. We, we, we knew we would get it. We knew yeah. that Yorktown would kick someone off. Yep. Yep. And, I, uh, I could have swore he would have been back by now, but, uh, well, really, I figured it would kick me off first. That's that's usually what it usually does. you like, are usually the, first the first one, one that out. goes by. <laughs> usually, I'm the first one out. So now that we know, uh, and I'll I'll kind of help Ryan along just a little bit on this. Another one of the entities that that is alleged to be in there, besides Stacy and besides TJ, is also you have um, the entity that I call Big Jim. And mm-hmm. Big Jim tends to reside in the basement now. And and Ryan's going to tell you that in doing some of the research, that the name that he got down there was actually Doug. There was actually a gentleman named Doug that mm-hmm. was down there. And he was supposedly a big dude that likes to come up to people. And however, whenever I was down there, we were using the ovulus and we were using the spirit box. And that spirit box is a dadgum fair. I mean, in, in that basement, it's a Faraday cage. There are no yeah. radio bleeds, no overlaps, no. I mean, you're not going to get radio bleeds coming through. If you get words, you're getting actual words on a spirit box. Yes. And for those of you who don't know, a spirit box basically um, scans radio, uh, radio frequencies. It's like a little mini radio and you sweep it as, and I always sweep it as fast as I can in reverse. Um, and so you're oh, listening wait. for words. Wait, here you go, Shelly. Is he back? No, look, read that comment. What does it say? <laughs> Bless me, sage me. Totally need that t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God, who said that? That was fantastic. Uh, that was Jamie. Uh, Ryan just sent us and said, Did I crash? Uh, no, it says, Did it crash? No, Ryan, you crashed. No, nope, I'm just nope, going to tell crashed. him that you crashed. <laughs> you crashed, my friend. I may have to try and send him another link. Let me send, yeah, send, him, me another send him another link. link. Let me try so, real quick. While you're doing that, I'm going to telling everybody about Big Jim. So, Big Jim, whenever we were in there and the spirit box was running and the ovulus was going, uh, I got, I was saying, I need to know who's in the basement with us. And the first, I mean, I got just a J on the spirit box. I mean, on the ovulus, I got just the letter J and I was like, is your name J? And then the next one was, I am, it came up below it. And I said, are you, are you saying I'm J or are you spelling out J I M? And through the spirit box, it said, I'm Jim. And I was like, oh, well, wow. hi, Jim. I said, hi, Jim. I said, I'm Shelly. You know, nice to meet you. And at the end of the hallway, this massive figure just kind of formed and he was at the end of the hall and he formed in front of those, those, uh, those windows that are at the very back yeah, of that the basement. Very end. Yeah. Yeah. And if you, yeah. whenever you come in at that T at the, those crossroads and you look to the far well, end, there, let me see if I find a picture of the basement while you're talking about oh, it. Oh, definitely. There you go. Yeah. Okay. So, There's the basement, but yes. that's from, that's from the window side that you're talking about looking back towards the Correct. Yeah. Correct. That is that. So this is the end of the hall that Jim actually formed on. And, and I would have been at that far end in the dark. Now, <laughs> something about the basement. I have never, ever been afraid to be in that basement. I am completely comfortable in that basement. I don't want to be in that chapel. I don't want to be in either. <laughs> I have I have never had a problem in the basement mm-hmm. because for some reason I think Jim likes me. And 
And uh, Brian just said he swears to God that his string yard isn't even loading. But that's okay, Brian. Oh my God. Keep trying. <laughs> Keep trying, see, Ryan. He started telling secrets. That's what yep. it is. He started telling secrets. And and so whenever and, and I think Jim takes care of me. For whatever reason, I must make I must amuse Jim. But I'll tell you what, that other the other thing that's rumored to be in that chapel, and the chapel is where I don't want to be. I walk in, I say hello, and I try to stay out of that chapel. It's alleged that there is a demonic entity in the chapel at Yorktown. Now, I am the last one to claim any place has a demonic entity because I think people are too quick to go, it's a demon. No, it's usually not. It's really yeah. not. And people are always screaming, it's a demon. No, it normally isn't. I'm going to tell you right now, that's a damn demon. I will say that 100% with conviction. There is something demonic in the chapel at Yorktown. Absolutely. So you agree with that? Absolutely. Having, knowing what one, you have experienced. 100%. Okay. So yeah. with the fact that I don't usually cry demon and I don't want to be in the chapel, I, I would rather spend all night in that basement by myself than be in that chapel for five minutes with 20 other people. Yeah. So those are the alleged spirits. Oh, and of course we have the alleged priest that haunts the confessional booths in the, in the chapel. And what we're going to talk about here in a little while. God knows, was it my idea to stick all of our asses in those confessional booths and do the asses mythics? If so, just remember, you you uh, feel totally free to tell me I'm an idiot. I don't remember. Um, no, actually, you know what? I John, John had the idea. I give John the credit. John's another investigator that goes with us as well. Um, I mean, he flat out said, you, me, Shelly in the, conf- uh, not in the confessor. He said, you, me, Shelly in the chapel. Now, if it comes down to, who wanted to stick our dumbasses into the actual confessionals to sit there in a two by two room? Um, I don't remember. <laughs> well, I, I actually, I do think it, that the actual sitting in the confessional, since there were going to be three of us and we brought up the three alone thing and we were like, Hey, we can stick us in there three alone. Right. Yeah. That was stupid. That yeah, was that, dumb. That was, that that was dumb. So now that idea. we kind of know the lore, why don't you tell us? Because we've gotten Ryan's lore, and I've I've kind of filled you in on the rest of some other spirits. Oh, Sister Mary Helena. That uh, is it, Mary Helena, or since Sister Mary, Sister Sister. Uh, mm, I totally not- just blanked. One of the nuns runs around upstairs, and she don't like nobody. Yeah, she doesn't she like had, anybody. I don't think any of the nuns like any of them there. But but in saying that. Let me tell you about what I think. Like, I'm going to tell you a little bit. Basically, Ryan just painted this beautiful picture, and so did you, and we're thankful. Hey, there's Ryan. Let's pull him back in. Hold on. Y'all, I st- <laughs> it, it was the damnedest thing. I swear to God, this thing would not. Like, I tried every damn thing, and this son of a bitch would not go to anything. <laughs> I mean, I had, I had to, I had to damn near like, do, I, I, I pulled my thing out of my ring light, and I was, I was messing with, like, it, it just would not go back to the, it, it would not come back. Like, I could not get back on here to save my life. Finally, I'm back on. Here. I don't know what town. the hell happened. Yeah, yeah, we're talking about your town. Oh what my happened? god, y'all! But she- Shelly helped to uh, fill in the gap while you were gone. Thank you, Shelly. <laughs> but Ryan, you know, you know the name of the nurse. Uh, I mean, of this, of the, of the nun. Of the nun. Around. What's the name of the nun? Oh, the head nun, uh, Mary Helena, I believe. Was oh, the I did. You were, okay, you were right. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I usually, yeah, yeah. usually, I just usually say, "Bitch, stay away from me," because she don't like me at all. <laughs> is, that, is that first and last name? <laughs> yes, bitch, stay away. Yes, because <laughs> she does not like me, and Mm-mm. she makes it very obvious she doesn't like me. Um, of course, mm-hmm. the only one that in that place that likes me is Big Jim. <laughs> That's okay, because hey, if he's the biggest yeah. dude in there, 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you come on, you walk with me. I love you. <laughs> so now that but, I mean, obviously, there's the history, the lore, and everything like that. But so I know when we set out, we set out to find research on on Yorktown to to really try and put truth behind these mm-hmm. lores and legends that we have been hearing, and even ourselves have you know given out to to people that we've taken through there as well. I came across a dossier that is everything related to Yorktown. Really? And yes. And this dossier is written by a woman. Her name is Selena Summers. And it mm-hmm. is not like I just went out and find found Jane Doe's blog or anything like that. This woman is an author. She has written debut series, The Asphodel Cycle. She has written uh, historical era travel and paranormal mashups. Uh, and she's also written a uh, paranormal nonfiction called Stalked by the Zozo which we know. I was wondering if you were going to say that name or not. Mm. You know what happened when we said that the last time we were talking about this. Yeah, Yeah, I know. I know. (laughs) And uh, that book in and of itself stayed at, at number one for the, for five months after she wrote it. So she does her research. She spends her time collecting her facts and everything like that. So I found this dossier and I was just enthralled by it. I mean, I was hooked on it. I mean, just instantly, I I didn't take my eyes off it, read all the way through it first take. And I said, I said, you know what, this is my stance on it. Let me take her. And she basically was fact-checking some of the Travel Channel ghost teams that went in. And I said, let me fact-check the fact-checker. Perfect. And just see. because oh, I, hell yeah. Because I'm also a genealogist and a realtor. I know where to get uh, newspaper articles, death records, birth records, land records. I, I, I know where to find all that stuff. So, Ryan, thanks for your lovely picture, but I'm about to destroy it and shred it. <laughs> He's got Zilla going into Tokyo. I wow. am. I'm just going to knock buildings down left and freaking right. So, okay. And in this, Selena looked through 40 years worth of DeWitt County newspapers, which DeWitt County is where Yorktown Memorial Hospital resides. She had the help of a lady named Pam Culpepper at Yorktown Newsview. Um, so it's not like she was just finding random things. So the first claim that you said that I'm, just going to obliterate is the 2000 mm-hmm. deaths, which mm-hmm. don't get me wrong. Like when we hear, when we as investigators hear 2000 deaths over 30 years in one location. Yeah. Oh yeah. Huge. As morbid as it sounds, we get really excited about that because <laughs> yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah, we're like, come on, let's go. Let's go. So I had an, but then I got to thinking about it and I was like, wait, 33 years. That's a high mortality rate. And then I came Absolutely. across this dossier and this lady put together, I mean, it was like gold when I found it. This lady went and found the emission rate, the emission numbers and the occupancy rates for the 33 years that the hospital was in operation. Out of those 33 years, they only had 19,501 emissions. So That's it. Math doesn't yeah. work. No, not so at all. You have you have 2,000 deaths. You're talking about an over 10% mortality rate. Yeah. A ho- hospital would have been completely shut down. Yeah, there's you know. no way they would have let that run. So, boom, mic drop on that one right there. I'm just gonna say, <laughs> I'm just gonna go ahead and say that 2,000 deaths is highly unlikely. Um, but a number, a number, another number that's been quoted is 500. Now, 500 could possibly be a little bit more plausible, mm-hmm. um, just because that's a that's a one in 40 people going in that perished within the hospital. The yeah. CDC states in 2000, 2010, mortality rates 2.4% on average for the United States. Take that up just a little bit, um, you know, for modern medicine, not being as advanced and all that stuff. And you can get 2.4% of 19,500 19, is 468. I thought we agreed we weren't going to do math on this show. <laughs> I know, but <laughs> okay. I have to come in with all this research. But anyways, that's, <laughs> that, 
That's the only math that we're doing. Like, I promise. I'm like, so what's the final number? <laughs> yeah. That's, that, yeah. 468. Thank you. So 500 could be a lot more plausible over the 33 years. However, you also have to yeah. remember, you have to remember back then hospitals, this hospital particularly was not like, and Ryan, you touched on it, was not like mm-hmm. hospitals we know today. This was basically like an urgent care. They were not much. able to sustain long-term care, critical care, or major surgeries or anything like that. And also they were a 27-bed facility. That's it. So that just goes to, you know, you can't have 2,000 deaths. I'm sorry. That's just way too high. I'm just going to go ahead and just say, yeah, tick that one off. It might be closer to 500. And Blake, that actually surprised me because I didn't realize that there was it was only a 27-bed facility. Because of the size of it, it's actually quite deceiving How? because I yeah. thought there were way more it really than is. that in there. Yeah, yeah, it really is. Mm-hmm. But And I've been it, there 14 times and I have... There, I've never bothered to count the rooms. I just know which ones I like and I don't. Yeah, so. exactly. But I also kind of backed her up because she said that she was looking through all these newspapers. Well, I have a subscription to newspapers.com, okay, as a genealogist. So I started looking, Yorktown Memorial Hospital, I got 13,000, like 900 and some odd matches. And I'm going wow. to go on record and say with her what she says, 90% of those news articles were birth announcements. The other 5% had to do with staffing news, meetings, all that. 4.99% of them had to do with actual obituaries, but it was somebody who was brought from offsite to the hospital to receive a DOA. Oh. So they did not die at the hospital. I found that 0.01% of those news articles or two Articles were actually related to deaths of a traumatic event at the hospital. That's wow. it. One wow. was a police officer that was shot, brought there, and died at the hospital. And another was a young lady who had a car wreck, and she wound up in a body of water and later succumbed to her injuries at the hospital. Those were the okay. only two that I found. So wow. I'm going closer to 500 deaths. Now, still, yeah, that's a lot. I mean, Don't get me wrong. Yeah, I mean, but I guess spread out over the quarter, uh, over what, 33 years, you said? I 33 mean, years, yeah. That's yeah. that's still, I mean, for a hospital, that's still pretty low, you know. Yeah, yeah. But but um, but in that, in those five hundred deaths, and looking through all those newspapers and reading this dossier, there mm-hmm. is no mention of Stacy. There is no death record of a young girl in a hospital hmm. anywhere. There's no report. Uh, there's no obituary. Um, there is no. Big Jim or Doug, because sometimes people think he's interchangeable. Some think that they're separate. There's there's no mention of them. Um, there is also no mention of a double murder suicide in the boiler room. I was uh-huh. saving that for Ryan to talk about. <laughs> Ryan, do you want to tell about the double suicide murder in the in the boiler room? Absolutely. <laughs> Since we kind of took some of your time whenever Yorktown kicked you off the broadcast. It's okay. Maybe this time I won't I can get back on if I get kicked off again. We'll see what happens. Let's we'll see, see if you make it through it. <laughs> All right. So the the the, the double suicide uh, murder. Uh, so that happened. So the the story that I believe we've all been told and all been found was when it was a rehab facility, correct? Is when that happened. That is what um, I understand. Mm-hmm. So a nurse was working at the rehab, uh, and her boyfriend or husband, the reports vary depending on who you talk to, um, was also a was also in the rehab or working at the rehab, and she. She got real friendly with a staff member or another another patient and went down to the basement to mess get around with her husband. Get, yeah, get frisky, get frisky while her husband or boyfriend you know, didn't know. Well, he finds out 
He comes down into the basement, and they say he flew into a jealous rage and stabbed her, her lover, and then stabbed himself in the basement. And now that's been the story, but there's also another conflicting story that said from a former employee that said that he shot them. He shot them. He shot the two and then he shot himself in the basement. Um, and ever since then, people have been, have like, have had very heavy feelings in the basement. People have, you know, been, atta- I mean, we, we, we've seen someone be attacked in that basement. Uh, we have seen, I mean, and the, you know, the, the blood, the blood splatter is supposedly still on the wall from when this happened down there. Um, and we've seen what looks like blood. On it the does wall. look that way. Yes, it does. Uh, and people have captured a lot of aggressive bangs and EVPs in that basement ever since this was supposed to happen. But as Blake said, did it? So I did mean, it Blake? So, yeah. so my whole thing was, was that I could not find any mention whatsoever within all these articles and whatnot of mm-hmm. a double murder suicide or a murder anyway, in any former fashion down in the basement. Now I'm going to throw mm-hmm. a picture up so that people can see what the part of the hospital that we're talking about. So this is the boiler room where this is said to have taken place. Now I will mm-hmm. say that I did set up, a static night vision camera the last time that we were there recorded for over three and a half hours just by itself down there. There were a lot of bangs. There were a lot of taps. There were a lot of that stuff. Um, So I believe that to be true. But the blood supposedly, a report that I did find, was supposedly tested Mm. with luminol, and it did come back as blood. Mm. But... But we're talking about a hospital that is set abandoned for 30 years, you know, True. over 30 years. Oh, yeah. And there was a period of time prior to them going, oh, they're desecrating this hospital. We got to, you know, fence it off or whatnot. Who got in there? Is Was it an animal? Yeah, there's so many open possibilities. I don't know how an animal been. would bleed up on the top of the wall. That I mean, well, if you, if, you, if you think about the fact that two animals are getting into it and mm-hmm. one is attacking the other, and if it's big enough and grabs it and slings it mm-hmm. like that, it could sling the blood up on the... Was it somebody who was trespassing True. who cut themselves and was just could have been a, could have been a maintenance know. worker who, who injured themselves exactly. You know? I mean, there's, I mean, there's the so many possibilities. Yeah, that we we will mm-hmm. never know for sure. But the fact that it is not documented is the part that makes me go, "Well, did it happen? You know, mm-hmm. are we just are we just feeding into this lore even more by repeating these claims that aren't documented? That's my only thing. Mm-hmm. So. I'll keep going on what I also found because Ryan, you, you gave me all the spirits, and all the spirits happen to be on my little list. <laughs> and you know what's uh, is that Blake, you have become extremely fuzzy in my view, and you're actually pixelating out now that you're talking about. I got, it. yeah, I got a not, not, of, not you, not this time. <laughs> I got, a, I got a couple of comments already. That's like Blake's blurry. You're, bl-. I got a text message that was like, "That's you're because blurry. you're talking, you're, 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 you're telling their stories." I know. So going back upstairs to the emergency room, TJ, everybody for some reason loves the story about TJ. Yes, it's a, a sad story, but at the same time, he always seems as Shelly, like you said, a protector. So everybody kind of seems drawn to him when they go in and investigate because he's one of the warmer, if you will, spirits. There mm. is no death or obituary or anything for a TJ or a name that has T and J for first and middle name. There's no report of a gentleman dying of an overdose at the back door. Um, you know, now, now 
Selena, the lady that wrote the dossier, she did say, well, I got to thinking about it because she did find a report that said the nurses were having a hard time containing their patients. They would get out, go across the street and slap the feed store people. Yes. <laughs> like just walk in and just. Damn. Know. Yeah. So, <laughs> so they were just letting them out to roam wild? Well, no, it wasn't that. They were just sneaking out. The the nurses oh. couldn't the nurses couldn't contain them. There because they were there were so many of them and so little of the nuns working <laughs> that they were just <laughs> I'm gonna go for a stroll and slap the shit and out of a clerk tonight. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Let's go slap the piss out of the neighborhood. <laughs> 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 pretty much. Pretty much. Yeah. I wouldn't want to live next door. Oh hell no! No, I wouldn't. Either. No, no, I wouldn't either. I wouldn't How'd you either. like to try to sell that house, Blake? Uh, no, no, thank you. <laughs> be and for, be as like, far as the Mandy's go across the street, <laughs> we have a hey, hospital no where people get out and slap the piss out of yeah. <laughs> Just keep the blinds closed on that whole side of the house, right yeah. there. Um, so, so she got to thinking. Okay, was he a, was he a patient at the time that got out and couldn't get back in? Maybe that's the story. Maybe the story is being told in reverse. But no, mm-hmm. still nothing. And still I even tried documented. to look. I I even tried to look for him. Couldn't find him. Couldn't find anything. Nothing. No death certificate. Hmm. No obituary. Man. Nothing along that lines. Um, now the last one. I think it's my. Life. Hold on. I, I hate looking down, but I gotta make sure I got it right. Okay. Yeah. The last hmm. one that um, I want to talk about is Doctor Nervisky. I can't. I can't say his name. The butcher. I'm so sorry. The butcher. Yeah. We're gonna go with butcher. <laughs> Uh, is the butcher. Um, supposedly at some point he had slid a patient's throat in the middle of a thyroid surgery, just like Ryan has said. Mm-hmm. Now this guy, um, practice medicine. I believe he was 92, Ryan, to answer your question on that. Okay. I mean, it I makes want... sense. His hand might have been shaking well, a little bit. Yeah. Well, but at the same time, if that would have happened, even back then you would have mm-hmm. had, there would have been somebody held responsible for it. Oh, you would some, have had yeah, some malpractice. type of malpractice lawsuit. Would they though? <sighs> would it have been covered up for the good of the hospital, for the good of the small town? You can't have anything negative reported. What if they close this down? This is our only one. And it's Explain a good point. That. It's a good point. Mm-hmm. It's a good point. And that was a thought that crossed my mind. Is <laughs> would they would they truly just completely cover it up to where it, it wasn't, you know, being it wasn't told. Um but went on the hunt with the Selena lady, um, not with her, with her, but along with her dossier. <laughs> and, um, you know, there's nothing there's nothing out there with any boards that show any malpractice hmm. whatsoever in his entire career. There are no lawsuits against him ever. The only thing that is out there that has his name on it are a couple of medical journals that he's wrote, written for his profession. That's it. Wow. Nothing else. And so I think my Man. thing is, it's like, you have a crazy, you have a crazy haunted hospital. Ooh, let's, let's throw a crazy doctor in there. Ooh, he slit their throat. Ooh, he's the butcher. That's mm-hmm. kind of the feeling I start getting when I start looking into yeah. all of this stuff. Now, Shelly, you may have a really good point. Small town, Catholic church. May want to cover it up. Don't need that bad press, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, at, but at the same, but at the same time, I, there start still thinking, should be some documentation somewhere. Yeah, Cause like we were talking yeah. about the other night, if you in a small town, Oh honey, they like to talk. You know, you know what aunt Lucy's, you know, brother-in-law, you know, that dirty dog that he is, you know what he ate for dinner. Mm-hmm, I'll tell you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, yeah. He couldn't afford that either. You know, everybody's business. So I'm oh, kind of yeah. on the sense that, 
Yeah, I think that it could have been covered up. Hey, wait, really? here, here's a good comment right here. Y'all go ahead and take a look at that. Do you really think I can read that? I don't have okay. glasses. It's from Stacy, and she says, I think you should consider that this place was ran by Catholic nuns, and no offense, Catholics only tell you what you need to know and nothing more. I, I mean, okay, now wait a minute. Let's yeah. preface this. Stacy is a good Catholic. She so is. She can say that. <laughs> she that is. is. Yes, yes. Saying that. that is Stacy saying and, that. And remember, too, we've uh, the story we've always been told is a lot of the records are missing from this place. And that's the story we've been told. I mean, how, we, we, I mean, did you find anything I, on that? Were the records because no. we have taught her that the records have been burned, that the records were destroyed in a fire, that they, they were took lost, them that they were they left, yeah. that they were no, flooded yeah. away. I mean, I never found anything in any of my research that that confirmed nor denied though that claim. I love confirmed nor denied. I love yeah. that. So I could not confirm nor deny that the records were removed from the hospital after it was decommissioned as a uh, hospital and or drug rehab facility. So you're so, saying there's a chance. There is a chance. There could still be a chance. You never know. Um, am I saying that nothing shady happened in that hospital? No, that's not what I'm saying. But if you're going to continue on telling the story of this butcher that's in there, um, you're kind of slandering somebody who doesn't really have anything bad against him in his entire career. The man's dead. You can't slander anybody who's dead, honestly. I mean, by slander and libel laws, obviously. But... Yeah. What if he was a guy that was just doing good for the community and now all of a sudden he has this neg negativity associated with his legacy and his career? Now, honestly, if that was me, yeah, I'd come back and haunt the son of a bitch for, for <laughs> years for that. I'm like, oh, no, you're tarnishing my reputation. Let me show you something. Like, yeah, let me you show you something. <laughs> so he could, be here. he could be there because of that. But I've started to believe that I don't, I don't know about the slitting of the throat. I think that there yeah. would have been some type of orderly or surgical nurse or something that would have come forward with that or would would have reported it along the way somehow, mm -hmm. you know? I mean, and how do you explain it to the family? Oh, by the way, I just went and, you know, missed by six inches. My bad. You know, I don't know. <laughs> so that leads me to believe of asking the question. What I started asking the question was, okay, what the hell does haunt at Yorktown Memorial Hospital? We've all three been there. Between the three of us, that mm -hmm. place has been investigated. But it, the three of us alone. Oh, yeah. Oh, there, there you go. That. Okay. All right. My, uh, Do you understand bad. what you And my now bad. you're cutting out. And now you're cutting out. <laughs> my bad. Okay. We will talk about three alone on the next episode on That's, part two of Yorktown. But yeah, funny how yeah. you just accidentally throw that in. Accidentally said that. I didn't, even, I didn't even think that. So <laughs> anyways, um. The three oh, of us. Uh, hold mm. on. Here's a good point real quick. Um, this was just put in. It says, when a hospital closes, the records have to be retained under an associated doctor. Hmm. Hmm. Maybe I pass to look down. Could be. Maybe some more okay. research needs to take place before the second episode. Uh, <laughs> Maybe. I vote you. Hey, oh no! Yeah, because I'm already, I'm already down this rabbit hole so flipping deep. You're I'm dreaming. I'm dreaming about the research by now. So, so because Blake is now frozen again. Okay, there. Okay, you move. Okay, you, you're okay. back. He's yeah. back. Okay. So, so with 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 knowing now having debunked a lot of these stories and stuff. So, like like you were saying, Blake, we know what we've experienced there. Mm -hmm. So, what could account? For what we've experienced, if it isn't legitimate spirits that can be documented, what the hell is there? Because 
Oh. Oh shit. She's oh, the one and, oh, oh, and because we are just about to get to the juicy part too. <laughs> and she asked the question. What is there? She asked the mm-hmm. Wow. There she is. Hold on. Yeah, okay, she's back. Hey Shelly. Right, Hi. <laughs> See Welcome back. Yorktown. And I say you ask the question and then you go away. Mm-hmm. Right, what the right hell is as, that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right as uh right as Did you, you at least hear the end ask. of the question? What was there? I that's, think so. that's where you cut out. And then out. it went goodbye. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then you went you goodbye. You cut right out. So that's <laughs> that's what I began thinking about. Okay, okay. What haunts at Yorktown Moral Hospital? Like we were saying, all of us have been there between us that it has been investigated over 20 times by now. But just between I mean, us. Top to bottom. Mm-hmm. Top to bottom, over and over. We've all had very personal experiences. We've all had very negative personal experiences. So there is obviously something there. Our other team members that go with us from time to time, they've all had negative experiences as well. That's six people combined all have a negative experience. So my theory is, is Shelly, you had mentioned a story to me at one point that you had walked into Yorktown Memorial Hospital and you found paraphernalia of satanic rituals. Yes. So in that time where people were trespassing and breaking in and doing only God knows what satanic rituals, I've come to the determination that whatever there is demonic, as you said, in the chapel is demonic. And it was summoned there. And part of me would even walk the very fine line of saying that that demonic entity itself is a soul collector. Mm-hmm. Oh, because, that's an interesting theory. Expand on that. Because, please. because. Shelly, you have had a very personal experience that you will be talking about later. I am not going to delve into that. I will let you finish. But it happened to be with a single spirit. And I have also had a very personal experience with a singled out spirit. Both of them female for me and you. And I think it was whatever has a hold of that hospital had its guard down in those moments to allow those two female spirits to make contact with us. And I think it's holding them there uh, along with some other spirits as well. I think that that's why you get random names on spirit boxes and ovuluses. And, and is it ovuluses or ovulusi? No, I'm just kidding. Ovuli. Uh, <laughs> ovuli. I don't know. You can't afford more than one of them. <laughs> no, you can't. And they're, and they're always on back order. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Can I order one? It'll be eight to 12 months. Oh, you want me to pay now, though? Oh, no. I'll wait. And so then the other thing that I, me and Ryan had, well, actually, all three of us have had a conversation about as well. Mm-hmm. But me and Ryan had a conversation about as well. The other, I think that there's another entity there. Yeah. And I walks along the lines of a thought form entity. Now, Ryan, you have a more specific name for a thought form entity and it's exactly how yes. so i'm gonna let you take over from here and explain your name on it and what you think is there on that uh, okay um so the name that i came across and this is something i had never heard before and you know we had been there investigating so many times and i was watching a a show um and they were at oddfellow asylum in missouri and they had all this like negative activity happening, happening in this one particular area. Cause there's, it's a big complex, but there was like one particular like hospital area that were having all this negative activity ha- happening. And they had a guest investigator come in and he was very versed on like a cult and stuff like that. And he, he claimed, so, so what, what they did is they went in and they had an SLS camera 
and they had their SLS camera and they saw something crawling across the ceiling. The, X- the SLS camera mapped that out. And he was, he was saying that it was something called an egregore. And what he was saying was, is basically based on the evidence that they had captured, it is something that when people go into a location and they expect to encounter something negative, they're bringing that negative energy into that location. And if enough people start going into that location with that same mindset and that same amount of energy, it eventually begins to form into something that becomes an entity that begins to roam and haunt wherever these people are investigating. Um, So wait, so you're talking like it's like, they built Frankenstein's monster and now the monster can do whatever he wants. They don't have any control over it. Like everybody kind of put a piece in to create this. Exactly. Basically. Okay. And yep. it's, it just comes from people having that, you know, like if you, you know, if, if you know, um, not to get too in the weeds, but a lot of people who like who are in the occult and study the occult and stuff, like it's all about like setting intentions. And if you go in with a bad intention, chances are you're going to find something that is not good. You replay your show. Exactly. Yes. Yep. And, you know, and this also kind of explains, which I said not to get too in the weeds, but why people see like Slenderman and things like that. Like these things are not necessarily actual entities, but enough people are thinking about these things and enough people are putting, basically are putting out that like energy that these things somehow latch on and form into something that is tangible. It feeds it. It feeds it. Yeah. So they talked yeah. it into existence, basically. Basically, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and hmm. so I think because we have had so many negative experiences at Yorktown, and because something is always wanting us out, something is always trying to tell us that we have to leave and stuff like that. I believe, based, based on everything that they captured in this episode that I watched, it just kind of solidified the fact that th- that's what I think is there. Um, and in addition to the demonic and demonic entity, um, which by the way, I want to, I want to, well, I want to touch on him real quick because I've been watching the mm-hmm. comment thread and there's been a couple of comments that have popped up that said, can you expand yeah. on a, a soul collector? So mm-hmm. my, my definition when I think soul collector is yes, there's, there's people who have died in this hospital, obviously, or people who don't know that they're dead that are still stuck in this hospital somehow. And mm-hmm. now you have this demonic entity that has been summoned to this location who has now taken hold of this location. And he is literally holding them there and will not let them pass. He mm-hmm. kind of becomes somewhat of a collector of them to keep them contained within this location. Like he now, feeds on them? I don't think that he feeds on them. I I would think he would need to use their energy when no one's around to give him energy. Well, and that's where I I have a feeling of like the thought form entity because the negative Mm -hmm. energy that is being brought into there, I think it can become an extension of him. You know, big man on top, Mm -hmm. all little minions down below. Mm -hmm. Um, He uses all them to pull that in and be able to feed himself. The king's got to have a court. Yes. Yeah. Pretty much. And, and, and what I was going to say is, is, is let me preface this, this whole thing with our whole demonic entity, like thing that we've come up with. Like you have to, like this group. We don't, we, we no, we don't, we do not no. label something demonic ever. Unless we think that there is absolutely something, absolutely something there that is demonic. 
because that we have experienced more than once to convince us of that. Exactly. Like we are not going to run around into a location. Just because it's a negative entity somewhere does not mean that it is a demon. Right. You know, and we do not say that term lightly. We do not use that term very lightly at all. So just want to preface that and throw that out there by saying that, you know, that's not something that we do. I'll say that there's only been one other place that I would say has demonic. And I've been doing this for 15 years. Mm-hmm. Only one other place that I can say that I honestly believe there is something demonic there. We'll talk mm-hmm. about that later. Anyways, <laughs> go ahead. Continue on. But Shelly, I want to, I want to, no, I want you to kind of expand just a little bit on your, on your, cause you've, you've heard me and Ryan talk and with about a demonic entity that's been summoned a thought form and everything like that. So what is your opinion on basically everything kind of summed up so far? Like where do you stand? Uh, well, kind of like I said at the beginning, I, I am not afraid of that basement at all, but I believe that that entity that I will call demonic, in this case, I will call it demonic, resides in that chapel. And I think that he feeds on the fact that people think there's something demonic there. And when I walked in the very first time, I did not walk in expecting something demonic. I walked in going, this is going to be so much fun. I can't wait. And what unfolded throughout the night made me kind of cock my head to the side and go, okay, what is going on with this? And Mm -hmm. even the second and third time with, I went back, I was not convinced that there was anything demonic. What convinced me that there was something demonic there was when the ordained minister that's on our team got up to give a sermon. And in the middle of the sermon, she suddenly stops and looks straight at me in the dark, finds me in the dark and says, Shelly, you better run. And then she continues on with her sermon. And of course, I'm like, well, what, the, what the hell are you talking to me? I'm going about your sermon. Leave me and so, of course, me and I pop up and I go, why do you want me to run? I go, I don't run. And she goes, because they're coming for you. And did this evil. And she will tell you she does not remember saying that. She does not remember saying that. And it, it, it suddenly, the whole room got weird. And, and I was like, okay, it's time to stop the sermon. It's time to stop the sermon. And The reason why I asked her to stop the sermon is because it appeared that her face changed in front of this entire group, that it looked like part of her face began to melt. And I have these in pictures where in a series of 10 pictures that I just kept snapping the pictures and it actually looked as if her face changed. And I'm like, we need to close this down. Fortunately, she wasn't so far oppressed that she wasn't able to go crap. Shelly's telling me to stop sermon. What, you know, and she did. And she went out and she did not know. She called me the next day because somebody else told her. And she goes, why didn't you tell me? And I go, I wasn't mad. I knew it wasn't you. <laughs> you know, I was like, mm-hmm. <laughs> but I, I have I have seen things happen to people in that chapel. Mm-hmm. Um, that- and Shelly, you just reminded me of something. Do you remember uh, one time we were there and at the very top of the chapel, there's like a little area where there's, like a, there's a little golden cross and we saw like a face begin. Like, yes, like- we did. I mean, dude, I mean, this, this, like, and it was just like a dark, like, it was a male face, but it just started like, and, and it, it, began it to stayed form. there. It began to form and stayed there for God, for 30 minutes. About 30 the minutes. time we were in there. I wow. mean, it was just like ominous looking too, and whatever it I, was. Do you have the pictures of that, Ryan? Because I remember thinking that I, I didn't. do not. Because I, I think okay. we were so, because we were all trying to figure we out. Were, we were fascinated and trying to debunk it, putting lights yeah. on it, see if we could make it disappear. But I don't, I, I, somebody has pictures of that. Unfortunately, literally, I, I don't And it was right up there and it just looked like this face began to form and it just sat there. And it wasn't the moonlight coming through the windows or mm-hmm. anything like that because 
in that amount of time, you would have had clouds come past or something and block this out. But no, it formed and it stayed there. And mm-hmm. the odd thing is, is that in that chapel, and I know that you guys know this about me and some people that have watched before know this about me, mm-hmm. that whenever I come into contact with something that is negative, let me just say negative, not demonic, just something that's nasty, that just is just basically cranky, mm-hmm. grumpy, and basically unpleasant, mm-hmm. it tends to make me sick. And I think both of you have witnessed me in that chapel, and I always stand back by the confessionals because that's where it tends to like come out. I have felt literally something come out of that confessional, go right through me, and make me feel as if I'm going to throw up. And mm-hmm. most of the time, if I step out of the building, I mean, out of the, out of the chapel, I'm fine. But there was a time that the uh, next to last time that we were there, right mm-hmm. by the confessional, that one. Yeah, that, that one uh, on the very far right right the there. Very far, the very far end. Uh, oh, my confessional. Yay. Yes, your confessional booth. <laughs> um, that, that I literally had to get completely mm-hmm. out of the building, and I began to shake, and and uh, I had to have the ordained heart ordained minister was kind enough to come out and fix me. Mm-hmm. And then what do I do? I run right back in and I'm screaming at it. And mm-hmm. uh, you guys, sorry, when I get angry with something, I don't start it, but I'll finish it. <laughs> I basically, I think I called it a motherfucker and told it not to ever do that again. Oh yeah. In, I, in front of a whole bunch of people. <laughs> Excuse <laughs> my language, but yeah. Well, and, and you know what? Too. It open it opens the door. Then you gonna come through. That's you right. know, you attack first. We coming back. That's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I didn't start it, but I will damn well no. finish it. By, and, by the way, by the way, there uh, a couple of comments have called the uh, Yorktown Moore House the demon and his little minions. It's a pyramid scheme. <laughs> are they Those trying are the to sell me amway is that <laughs> i don't know i don't know but a pyramid scheme it's like you collect this amount of energy and i take from i'll take a portion of that and, you, know. <laughs> you know what that's actually a very good way to describe it it is absolutely it really is i mean good job on that angel that was angel <laughs> that's hilarious so so what was you guys most profound experience in yorktown memorial hospital who who wants to go first so Blake, you can go first. Yeah. Yeah. So for me, and, and honestly, this is, I, I, I'm not like you were, Shelly. Like for me, um, I didn't need three or four trips to know that there was something that was kind of demonic there. I just needed to find I didn't research say I didn't that, know. I wasn't well, convinced. Yeah, sure. I wasn't convinced. convinced. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, I guess that's, then we are on the same line then. I, I retract that statement. Um, because I, <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Shelly. Shelly about to get demonic up in here (laughs) for real so it was on my my most profound experience honestly was my very first time there um I was up in the nuns nuns quarters now Mm -hmm. nuns quarters I'm going to throw that picture back up just real quick and nuns quarters is the the top level of the center building so the center Mm -hmm. building that goes from front to back it's the top level there that was the nuns quarters now they don't like men up there because it was a nun's quarters and they don't like tattoos. <laughs> well, yeah. Or Shelly, just specific, specifically Shelly. I really hate uh, They also don't like people with tattoos. No, well, they do not. I mean, I don't know if, if y'all know, but I am a man. Um, uh, really? You know. <laughs> Would you and like you me say, to tell them my nickname I'm, for you? <laughs> I don't care. Go no, for I'm it. not going to go ahead. I don't mean to disrupt your story. <laughs> and I'm also covered in tattoos. So I'm standing up there. Ryan, you can attest to this story because you were there oh, yeah. with me. We I were standing, standing right there when it happened. Yep. We were standing in the library and I'm going to show the pictures of it. This is uh, one side of it here. And then flip around on the other room, side of the room. 
this is the other room. So you can see in this picture on the left-hand side, you can actually see the wall that separates those two areas. Mm-hmm. That is the area I was, I was leaned up against, just arms folded, leaned up against. Now, Ryan is standing directly kind of in front of me and off to the side a little next to that table where all that equipment is laid out. And all of a sudden I said, whoa, whoa, whoa. I said, I'm getting this tingly sensation on my knee. And I said, let me see a K2 meter. And somebody handed me one. I threw it down there by my knee. And all of a sudden it starts spiking to red. And Ryan's like, whoa, you really got something happening right there. Mm-hmm. You know, and of course I double checked. No, nothing was around that would have set it off. And I circled it all around my knee. And everywhere that I took it, it was just spiking red. I take it away from my knee, put it up towards my chest, stuff like that. It dies. Put it back down by my knee. It's spiking red again. Yep. And so I also, uh, after that, I walked out into the main hallway and I'm standing there with my, my hands on my hips and I've got my aunt this way and Ryan this way. We were the only three right there in that little section. And I felt something run by and it went on my elbow and I went, Holy crap. I just got hit or I got touched. Mm-hmm. Ryan, I didn't touch anything. I didn't bump into anything. anything no, like absolutely not. You were, you were standing away from the table. There was nothing around you. There was nothing you could have possibly touched period. You had in. Yeah. Yep. There's nothing. Yeah. So the next morning I wake up and didn't even think anything. I had a pair of basketball shorts on. I went back to my aunt's house, stayed the night, woke up, went out on the back porch, had a pair of pants or a pair of basketball shorts on. And I looked down right at that tingly sensation. And this is what formed. That's that a bite a, mark. Holy that shit, is dude. A bite mark on my oh knee. Wow. Where you can actually see. The individual teeth mark. The top one up Mm -hmm. there towards the top of the picture damn near broke the skin. Yeah. Now, I don't know about y'all, but if y'all get bit that hard, you're going to feel it. You're going to react to it. And I didn't have a single reaction to that in that moment. Not one. I just said, it's tingling down here. That's it. So I got bit. Now, the crazier part about it, it wasn't a normal size mouth. That was the thing. It was maybe the size of a half dollar. Maybe. Mm-hmm. But the imprint were human teeth. And, and you can see that in that picture. I mean, I mean, absolutely. That, that, Without a doubt. Marks. You can see the individual dash marks of the Man. individual teeth. It's yeah. Can't Man. explain it. Have no idea. But that is probably my most profound experience there at Yorktown. You I know, got and then. On my first investigation there, welcome to the yeah. club. I got bit. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Did I run? Did I run back two months or a month later? Absolutely. I was like, you went back again. Mm-hmm. I got bit. Let's go. It's okay. And, to and, walk then, out and then, and then you, you got scratched when you came back that next month. And in, in the I chapel, did. I did. I mm-hmm. have actually been uh, bit, pinched, scratched, um, touched, touched, pushed, hit, mm-hmm. pushed. Um, every single time that I've been there, some one mm-hmm. of those things has happened to me. So it gets mm-hmm. physical with me and I'm okay with it. Cause I will keep going back. You ain't gonna run me out of there. That's <laughs> Absolutely. You got to keep coming back. How about you, yeah. Brian? What was your most profound experience? I think well, I know what yours is, but you might've chose something different. I mean, it's, it's, it, it was over the course of one night. So there's like a few different things that happened and it kind of, I think kind of lends to what happened to Blake with like, you know, being bit and, 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 and all that. But so we were there one night and we were walking around. This is like right before guests get here. It was in the winter time. So it got dark pretty early. And 
we're just kind of walking around and me and another investigator were taking pictures down this hallway towards towards the uh towards the surgical suite and about midway down the hallway the best way i can describe it it looked like two points of light that looked like you know how, like if you shine like a flashlight at, like cat's eyes and how like they they, they reflect it looked like that about midway down the hallway and it looked like it kind of leaned out like that it like into the middle of the hallway and it was about two foot tall is, is the best way I can. I mean, it was, it was short, whatever it was. Yeah. So if you're looking at about midway down that hallway, you can't see it in this picture, but midway down that hallway is where it was. I mean, I mean, and it, 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 the, it just leaned out and the two points of light. So I took a picture at that time when I saw those two points of light in the middle of the hallway that looked like eyes. Well, as I start looking at that picture and zoom in, you can see at the end of the hallway down here, if you look, so if you look at the, at the end of the hallway and you look to your left, you see where that window is next to that reflective cabinet? You can see that at the bottom of that window, there's something that you can kind of... There's that, a figure in the very yeah. center of that screen. That that mm-hmm. looks like a child. It's transparent. I can see that. It's transparent. But the outline yeah. is definitely there, almost like it's wearing like a dressing gown of some it, it, kind. Exactly. Like, and you, you can see a yeah, face I, I like can looking see that. at you. Yeah, I can see so, that. So I, so I got that picture, and then... You know, we were kind of looking at it the other night, and y'all y'all ended up seeing a few more different things in that picture. And Blake, do you have that? So yeah, I well, do. And I, and I'll I'll say the the first thing that stand. I'm leaving this one up on the screen for just a minute because mm-hmm. the first thing that stands out to me is yes, on the left hand side with the window, you can see that figure kind of peeking around. It looks like that corner. Mm-hmm. Um, but the first thing that stands out to me is what the heck is this big black mass that takes up the whole right side? If you Absolutely. look at the ground, you can see the light, barely see the light coming through the door. And you can see mm-hmm. whatever this black shadow is, it's blocking out a portion of that light. And if you travel up that, you can make out something that's a shoulder and a head. Now, I'll, this, I, I, I outlined it to show you tonight. Mm-hmm. This, is, this is what I'm seeing. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's exactly what I'm seeing. And like, so if you go back to the original, whoops, sorry, mm-hmm. go back to the original. <laughs> And see, you guys, what I mm-hmm. see is right in the middle of the screen, mm-hmm. right yeah. in the middle where you not that not that I'm, I'm saying if you look straight down that that single point of light in the very middle and you look down, that looks like the outline of a child right there to me with the head. And then it goes to the shoulders like a dressing gown. And then you see the feet and it's literally so, right in oh, the center. That's what I, I see. What you're talking about. Did y'all so see that the- before now? That no, looks so like a you're... child standing right in the middle of the of the hallway. Okay, I, I do I do see what you're saying now, but the 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 thing that drew my attention to it was the face that because it's transparent, and that's what drew my attention to that down there. And but you know, like at, at the more we looked at this photo, the more we see like several. I know different we things see something different every time. We yeah, look we at do, it. we do. So so between the three of us, we're all three seeing mm-hmm. a different spirit in this photo. That's the mm-hmm. thing. I'm seeing yeah, the several different. Shelly, it seems like you're seeing something in between what Ryan is seeing and what I'm seeing. Is what I'm understanding. I'm is that person. correct? I'm the yeah, you person. are the picture person. Shelly is the picture <laughs> person. Very much. Very much. Now, now, here's what I did because we got to talk about this. I went and found one of my pictures of the uh-huh. same hallway at nighttime that I took, and I zoomed in exactly the same area that is. You can't see either one of at least the two figures that you and I see, Ryan. And mm-hmm. I haven't really looked because Shelly just brought that one up. I haven't really looked for that third one, but this is my photo. There's yeah, no figure. <laughs> there's no, no figure no peeking around the corner. There's no big bitch, big pitch black figure. Yeah, you almost mm-hmm. said some big bitch figure, right? <laughs> <laughs> almost some big bitch figure. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> we get tongue tied. Sorry. 
<laughs> but, so, but so, yeah, see, I mean, so seeing that in that picture was was pretty profound. But what profound. happened after that? So so then there was a, there was another investigator that had an SLS camera, and we all night long, me and an, uh, another investigator had been chasing something around that hospital. It was about about four foot tall because we, we could measure that with our K2 meters because we'd go up right above its head to where, you know, and the K2 meter would just die. And then you go, the, you, you, you would like kind of do like an outline or whatever was standing there. And the K2 meter would be tacking out to red. And we kept asking, you know, are you a kid? And it kept saying yes. And then we'd ask again and then it'd say no, like asking, like answering questions on the K2 meter and just kept running around the hospital all night and we kept running into the same thing all night long. And the investigator had the SLS camera. We went, we were in the basement and there is a room in the basement that has a cage. And I think in the intro video, you saw the video of all of us standing in the cage, getting the picture. Well, the investigator with the SLS camera maps a figure that crawls up the cage and across the ceiling. And we were like, what in the hell is that? You know, there's, I mean, there's no reason that that SLS camera should be, should be, uh, should be registering that, you know? And then, so then we started asking questions again. And this, this thing, like I said, about four foot tall, started answering our questions again, and then it would leave. And then we find it again later on in the hospital. So another investigator pulls out a pendulum and she's like, I'm gonna find out what this is right now. So she asks, she says, are you human? It says, no, according to the pendulum. And then she says, okay, well, do you mean us any harm? And it says no, according to her pendulum. And then she says, well, are you fucking with us? And it says, yes. So, I mean, to me, I don't know what that is other than what we've been talking about. Like, it's either a thought form or, you know, I think I think that the demonic – I keep saying demonic for some reason. The demonic, demonic entity <laughs> demonic. <laughs> uh, The demonic entity, I think, hangs out in the chapel a lot. But whatever that thought form is we were talking about is like almost like a trickster and is running around the hospital and trying to throw you off of what totally could possibly be there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So – I mean, and Absolutely. that's just one of the plethora of like stories we've got coming out of this hospital. So, yeah, yeah whenever we whenever we got talking about telling our most profound story, we're like, oh my god, just one, and they're like, yeah. we're going to be yeah. talking about just one for hours. It's like, yeah. so yeah, just one is very difficult in this location because it is mm-hmm. active, and again, some nights it's very active, some nights it's just a little active, but some nights it just flat out acts up, and, and on it, a night that it acts up, it's truly a dangerous location to be in. Oh yeah, it is. Absolutely. I mean, yeah. Before before I mean, we move on, though, I had a couple of people who wanted me to throw that picture back up outline, so I'm going to throw it back up just real mm-hmm. quick. Okay. Just so you can see it, or they can see it. And see the the image that I was looking at is actually it is split down the center by that circle that is on the way That's- I'm seeing it the the round circle, uh, the rounded one. The, what I'm looking at is split right by it, right down the middle of that line of that circle. And it looks like a child just right there oh, in a I white dressing yeah. gown. Yeah. I can, I can see the shoulders where it would come down. Mm-hmm. You can, can almost see, see where it, the feet are. Yeah. You can almost see where the feet are at. And it's like in between the figure peeking mm-hmm. around and the, and the big Hulk yep. and black one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. I don't know what you're wow. seeing, but that's what I've seen from the beginning. <laughs> 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 Well, Shelly, wow, Ryan, Shelly, good, what was good picture? 
Oh, thanks, man. <laughs> you know, because right. Shelly, Shelly, what was your uh, what, what was your experience? Well, I'll tell you one. Uh, one that, that was probably that I could honestly say was the first time that I will term it as ever losing my shit on an investigation. Uh, I'm not the kind that gets, Oh my God, it has to run out. I, I, I you know, you're going to have to really make me sick so that I'm more embarrassed and don't want to puke in, in front of somebody for me to leave. Um, but I can always come back in. Uh, this was the first time that I was ever completely overwhelmed by emotions that did not belong to me. I had gone down into labor and delivery and I was with one other person. Everyone else was either in the chapel or in the basement. And for whatever reason, I'm like, hey, let's go down here. Nobody's down there. Let's just go by ourselves and see what we can get. So we get down there and I walk into labor and delivery and it just kind of got this overwhelming feeling of sadness. And it was like, I just kind of started tearing up and I'm thinking, okay, what's wrong? I'm like, what the hell is wrong with me? I'm like, you know, okay, get yourself under control. You got this, you know? And it just, it kept coming on. It kept coming on and kept getting more powerful, more powerful. And suddenly the name that popped in my head was Elizabeth. And I, and that's why I said, Elizabeth, I'm like, Elizabeth, I said, your name popped in my head for some reason. I'm like, Elizabeth. And then I hear, no, no, Betsy. And I, I was like, not Elizabeth, Betsy, not Elizabeth, Betsy, Betsy is your name. And the second I said, Bet, like I'm doing right now, second I said, Betsy, I got completely over. What, okay, time out. I, I got completely <laughs> kind of like I'm doing now, like I'm an idiot. Um, got completely overwhelmed and started crying and it was uncontrollable. And all I kept saying, and I kept getting this image of this lady who was looking for her baby. And so I was like, Betsy, your baby isn't here. And you look at me. Damn. Uh, I was like, you know, your baby's not here. I'm like, if you want to find your baby, you have to leave here. I'm like, if you have permission to go, just, just go. I go, you're free. You can leave, go in your bait. You'll find your baby. I'm like, what you have to get out of here. And I, and I looked at the person I was with, I go, I could get out of here. I'm like, I gotta, I gotta leave. So I turned around and, and I'm, I'm like trucking down the hall. Cause I'm like, I gotta get control of myself. And the person who's with me is walking just a little bit ahead of me. And all of a sudden, for some reason, I just turned around. And I thought, I'm going to take a picture. And I snapped three pictures. And what's funny is that I didn't even see it. I had showed it to one of my friends when I was telling them the story. And they go, what is it is? And I zoomed it in and I looked at it. And it looks like a lady holding a baby, a full shadow figure. Blake, you have that one? As I get myself uh, back together here. <laughs> Sorry, apparently it still attacks yeah. me. But yeah, it, tell, to me, it looks like a lady holding a baby, and that's outside the labor and delivery room. Now, I will yeah. tell you this, that after having gone back to Yorktown, and that was probably my third time at Yorktown, I w- I've gone back down and asked if Betsy was there. Never felt Betsy again. Never been overwhelmed by those emotions again there. Whenever I talk about her, I get overwhelmed, uh, kind of like I do with Lois Higgs whenever I talk about Waverly Hill. Oh, okay, let's not start that. Okay. Yeah. Let's not combine them. God Almighty, you just have to, I'll, just, I'll just be laying here on the floor. Y'all just continue on without me. Um, so, but that, okay, I, I'm, I'm back. I'm regaining my composure. Uh, but I've never felt Betsy down there again. And it was almost like, kind of like you said, with like the soul collector and like something had a hold, something was keeping things. I would 100% agree that the only reason I got to talk to her was because whatever was in charge was busy with everybody else down the hall. And I think she got, I'll just say me, she got the right person in the right moment that was going to pay attention to her. 
And the second she knew that someone was paying attention to her, it was like, oh my God, here, here's everything I'm feeling. And it was, and I feel like she needed permission to leave. And I think that's all she was waiting for. And again, that's just my opinion. I don't know. Comments, guys, since I'm still trying to, you know, kind of get the crap out of my eyes here again, because I'm tough. And I, um, I don't know. Well, <laughs> I mean, I, I think I'm, I'm going to throw it up one more time just so that, that people can see it again. Um, it, it, this is, to, this is a shocking picture to me. I mean, you can clearly see legs like she's holding her baby. that are cut off at yes. the knee by a dress of some sorts, a bundle of blankets in the middle of her torso. And she is looking like this. Yeah. She's, she she's is, looking mm-hmm. down like she's actually yep. kind of looks like it's kind of half face. Like she's kind of like, I, I found her. Yeah. Yeah. And I think in, in that moment, um, I agree. I think whatever has a hold of that hospital was completely distracted by whatever else was happening somewhere else. And she had that moment and Oh, I am chilled up right now. She had that moment that (laughs) she just shoved it all on you and made you feel it. And you were the one who gave her permission and she was able to get out of there because of you. In my opinion. And, 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 and you know something? Ahead. I just I, I just thought about this. What if, because we know what's there, does not like you at all. Mm-mm. What if it's because you gave her the power to leave and it lost Ooh. something that it was trying to hold down? Now, I believe at the beginning of this, I said that it took me several visits to Yorktown before I was convinced there was something demonic there. I believe that was my third visit. If I go back and look at my time step, my date stamp on those pictures, I think that was my third visit to Yorktown. Mm-hmm. that she came through. And after that's when the really negative stuff started happening in me. Everything's gotten more intense ever since, hasn't it? You know what? Bring it. Bring it. I'm scared <laughs> of you. Bring it. We're about to I leave mean- Shelly off of this. <laughs> <laughs> there goes Shelly. <laughs> so anyway, that's, I don't know. That's, that's an interesting comparison because I hadn't even, I hadn't even thought about that, but that was, again, that is one of many, but to me, that is one I have photographic evidence with that yeah. I can mm-hmm. validate that whatever it was I was feeling, I have photographic evidence because for whatever reason, something told me to turn around. And when I turned around, I just took three pictures and yep. there she was. And, wow. and I'll, I'll, I'll briefly touch on something because y'all two, uh, y- 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 y'all two have been with me the last three times. I think that I've been, mm-hmm. or y'all may have, y'all may have been all the times that I went. I don't remember. But anyways, um, I don't know what it is. Like I touched on it earlier about the female spirits there, like try and make a connection with somebody. But Ryan, you can attest to it as well because I think you've led just about every Estes I've been a Estes method I've been a part of in there. Mm-hmm. And I always get contacted by a female, and yeah, there is this every female time. there. The last time that is, are just, we rolling into Estes method? We are rolling into Estes method. Are y'all ready? Y'all ready to see some Yay. videos? Heck yeah, yeah. see some. See some mess yes. now. <laughs> See some, yeah, watch watch yeah. us go through and do what we actually do. Yeah, y'all have um, been tamed till now. Yeah. So, <laughs> and, and for some reason, the one thing, and I even told y'all this last night on the phone because I watched one of the SS method, and she specifically says or has me say, "Blake, help me." And there is no <laughs> question in between those two statements. There's five seconds, but there's Ryan. You don't ask anything. There's no talking, and I go, Blake help me. And it's wow. just things like that. And lead me to believe that there is some type of soul collector there that is holding mm-hmm. them there. Um, so anyways, and speaking of Estes methods, that's a wonderful transition, <laughs> isn't it? Right. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so 
we're, we, we would, we, when we were putting this together, we were like, we have to show our Estes methods. We have to show what we do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so mm-hmm. we're, we're giddy about this part to be able to talk about so, them. So. And, and, and Shelly, did you want to explain what an Estes method was? Oh, so sure. people, for people who are uninitiated and so don't if, know. If you do not know what an Estes method is, it's basically, and there goes Ryan. <laughs> Right as we're getting to the good part, too. Do you know what? I, I have time to explain, and he'll jump back in when it's juicy. As long as all of us don't get kicked off, we're all good. Exactly. So, again, there it was. He just, see, because he's led. Almost, he's been led or been part of every single one of them. Every single one of them, yeah. So the Estes Method is basically an exercise in channeling. You take an SB7 spirit box, and you put on headphones so that you you can only hear. And they, you run them as loud. I mean, you'll be deaf, and your ears will be ringing whenever you come out of it. So you can't hear anything except the spirit box. And you also, yeah, just like what, what Blake has on, it'd be like that, except it, imagine me in his, his ear as loud as I'll go. Boy, that'd make your head hurt, wouldn't it? Yeah. And then <laughs> there he is. Hey. hey. Back. <laughs> and then you put on a blindfold and the blindfold is so you're not given any visual cues because, you know, people pick up on microfacial expressions. Like I go, can you tell me your name? Some people can read lips. So of course you blindfold the person. So it's sensory deprivation so that you only focus on listening as to what's coming through the spirit box. This is supposed to give you an open communication and open, you know, gateway to speak to spirits or to let spirits speak to you utilizing the white noise. So mm-hmm. what do we do? Yeah. Let's go try it. Let's go sit in the confessional booth in the chapel because that's Shelly's favorite place. <laughs> oh, wait, no. We don't just give them one. Usually it's done mm. with one person. Oh, we yeah. decide that we're going to be fun and give them three people. <laughs> At the same time. At the mm. same time. <laughs> At the absolute same time. And it was like herding mm. cats for Ryan. It yeah. Was. <laughs> I, I, and, and you know, and, and the thing is too, when, when we'll, we'll preface this before we do this too. Like when you do an SS method, it drains you so much. You get so tired after doing it. Like if you're leading it or if you're involved in it, it's because you're allowing whatever is there to use your energy to channel. And you just get by, by the end of the night, I mean, you could probably sleep for like three days <laughs> if you if you do multiple and, it is psychically draining. I mean, psychically, mm-hmm. it is draining. It's it's emotionally draining. It's it's physically mm-hmm. draining. And and you know, uh, mm-hmm. a lot of times, whenever you get doing this, um, normally, like we will teach people how to do it. But if you've never done it before, we never allow you to stay under more than five minutes. Now mm-hmm. we have gone as some of us as long as twenty seven minutes, Mister Blake. Uh, I have gone as long as twenty two minutes. I think was my longest. And, uh, but even then, and you, you come out of it and you're fuzzy headed. It's like, everything's Mm -hmm. kind of confusing and it takes you a minute to get your bearings back. And usually if one of the us that leads it, uh, or or participates, does it, then we stop everything and we go and recollect before we come back to do it again. Um, and usually we don't do more than two in a night because it just takes too much out of you. So Estes method explained, go ahead. So, um, so we're going to show you, we're going to show you what we do. Um, at Dorktown in the confessional booth, um, what you're going to see is you're going to see video of Ryan leading the SS method. He is the one that's going to be asking the questions. He is the one that opens the circle. Um, and then in the confessional booth, you will have from left to right on your screen, you'll have John in the left confessional booth, who's another one of our investigators. You'll have Shelly in the middle in the priest booth. And you have me in the right confessional, which is where they say the lovely demonic entity loves to reside. Um, and this one got super freaking interesting. So, First off, just to show y'all how we open things up, this is actually Ryan opening up Shelly uh, for the Estes Method. Sit down. 
All right, Shelly's gonna give me the go ahead. All right, when I take my hand off of Shelly, Shelly is allowing you to, to channel through her. When I remove my hand, Shelly, uh, you, are, you are allowed to channel through Shelly. So that is kind of yeah. opening the circle. Mm -hmm. And then literally from there, <laughs> it went sideways. <laughs> That's the uh, yeah. way I describe it. You aren't going <laughs> yeah, it, more, you're going sideways. It, no, you're going sideways. So, um, this in this next clip, you and we can talk about these if y'all want. You know, if y'all have more comments that you want to add after this, but I would like to play the clip sure. first and then let the people see it. Um, so, in this one, you're going to kind of hear Shelly and Ryan kind of going back and forth just a little bit. So, um, how long have you been here? You need to stop. Stop what? Okay, I'm, I normally don't say anything that's negative, but I just got the word demon. Mm -hmm. God damn it. It's a demon. God damn it. Okay. Get out. Why? And Shelly, that moment you got touched. Mm -hmm. I did. You see her get touched at the very end, but right after I mm -hmm. said get out. Yeah, because I got I got the and, and again, I, especially in a location like that, I don't usually choose to say words like demon and that kind of thing. Watch me mm -hmm. go off the screen now um, <laughs> because I don't like to say that because I don't want to give it any power. I don't want to acknowledge it, give it power. But in mm -hmm. this moment, I felt like it was interesting because I, I heard the word and it was it was demon. I heard it like that. And I was like, oh, and he goes, demon, God damn it. And I was like, oh, okay, we're going to play fine. I'll say it. And, and it was it was much more aggressive that second time. And I'm like, okay, it's a good yeah, All right, here we go, asshole. You know? <laughs> so, do, do you think that it was someone trying to warn us? Or do you think it was something trying to like, hey, I'm Actually, here. in that moment, I will say, I think it was someone trying to warn us. Because the voice was not aggressive the first time. It, it just goes demon. And it was really clear. And I thought... I don't want to say that. And he goes, demon, God damn it. I was like, okay, relax. <laughs> <laughs> it got really insistent. And I was like, okay, I'll say it. I'll say it. Um, but yeah, it, it's, it's funny because it, it, the more you do this, you begin to, you actually, you, you can hear inflections whenever you're doing it. And I, and I know, I think all three of us actually try to say it the way we hear yes, it. Yes. Mm -hmm. that, so, that's exact. And if I got them talking on top of each other, I'll say, uh, you know, like you, it'd be, I'll be like, demon, that was male. Or mm -hmm. it's a demon, goddammit, that was male. Mm -hmm. Like, I'll, I'll yeah. let people mm -hmm. know. And I'll say them how I hear it. Yeah, that's exactly how I do mine. So, Absolutely. In continuation of Ryan oh, and Shelly going we probably, back and forth. We probably should say that. You can't hear me. I can't hear you. And neither one mm -hmm. of us can hear John. That's we true. definitely can't no. hear no. Ryan because no. these earphones are so loud in our ears. We can't I mean, hear you, any so questions. We, we have we have these type of headphones on. These headphones that mm -hmm. I have on right now are actually the headphones that I use for Estes Method. These are noise canceling. Headphones. It's your fault. Yeah. <laughs> it's all my fault. I brought the Estes Method headphones to the I wouldn't meeting. bring those in my house. <laughs> I don't have anything else. <laughs> um <laughs> Anyway, so in continuation on this next clip, you kind of hear Ryan and Shelly still going back and forth uh, at each other. Well, at least maybe I should just say Shelly going in on Ryan. <laughs> that sounds dirty. <laughs> Who are you? You talk too much. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> you don't need to get ugly. We'd like to listen. Let's go. <laughs> Where are we going? Yes, please. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Who are we speaking with? I don't like him. 
so not obviously, me either, apparently. <laughs> it's not personal. <laughs> yeah, it's not personal. Apparently, not they don't personal. like Ryan either. <laughs> hey, I like to talk. Sorry. <laughs> you know what I thought in that moment, though, when Rob was in going back, and again, we've all gone back and watched these. I don't even know how many times. Mm-hmm. What I thought in that moment was I actually think that whatever was talking to me was actually, it says, I don't like him. It didn't say, I don't like you. It says, I don't like him. I think that was actually talking about the spirit that was in one of the other sides. Because it, it, it didn't say, be. I don't and, like you. It said, and, I don't like him. That's a really good point because my voice right before, I say, get her. Yeah. And I go, and I don't you like go, him. And you go, I don't like him. <laughs> so you really could not be talking to Ryan. You could be talking to the spirit that was talking I to me. Think yeah. I, was, I think I was going at whatever I thought was coming after me or whatever. I, I, think, I think it was actually the spirits talking back and forth. And you know, maybe I and, was trying to tell Ryan, hey, I don't, I don't like him. Can you handle this? You know, And, and yeah. that's something very unique to Yorktown, I feel like, because we've been several locations and done several SS methods, I mean, all over the place. And this is the only place I feel like they're like, a lot of the times they're talking to each other and we're like listening in on a conversation with them. I would agree with that. Because there are, I mean, as, as you'll see in some later clips, I mean, it's just like... Y'all are going well, back and forth, like talking to each other. Well, you know, let's just go ahead and show this one because in this one that I play, uh, that, that it's Shelly, it's me and you at this point. And it really does sound like the two spirits that are speaking uh, through you and I are, well, I don't know if mine's talking to you, but you sound like you are definitely talking to me because Ryan's trying to get some answers out of whatever spirit's coming through me. And you will not let mine talk. You keep telling me to shut up. So, <laughs> kind of like in real life. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, y'all pay attention to how Shelly reacts to what I'm saying in this one. Do you want our help? Leave. Mm. Why? It, like, I don't know if it was a hiss or a shush. It was shush. Look at that. Mm-hmm. Who do you want to leave? There you are. Wow. No. Was it? Like that. Why do you want us to leave? All of you. Why? Don't talk. Don't. Three. Uh, don't, Man. don't talk. God, I'm running to you. And see, it's interesting to me because every time he says, Why do you want us to leave? After I've responded, and Shelly, you keep going, Shh. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it was a sh- or a hush, but it was shh. And then you mm-hmm. tell me at the end, he says, why do you want us to leave? And you go, don't talk, don't talk. Like, you're like commanding my spirit or whatever spirit's talking to me not to talk. Yeah, uh, but uh, you know what? I, what and again, that could be taken to one of two ways. Maybe I'm telling your spirit to shut up. Don't trust these people that are trying to talk to you. Mm-hmm. Or it could be telling Ryan, hey, don't talk to him. He's not good. He's not yeah, going to tell you true. the truth. So there's, you know, you never know. You have to just kind of roll with whatever you take in the moment. Mm-hmm. I don't recall the way that that particular voice sounded. I, I do know it was a male going, don't talk, don't talk to him. Um, so I can, I don't know. And something, that, and something else I want to point out too. And as you'll, as we go along in these clips, you'll see uh, there's an investigator holding a K2 meter on Blake in that confessional booth. And if you watch that K2 meter and you'll see it in other clips too, I mean, that thing just stays tacked out at like orange or red the whole time. And the whole time. Very unusual. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I think, yeah. And it, it, it's only that confessional booth, it seems like, because there were other people that had had K2 meters and it was just there. It is, it's lighting up like the 4th of July, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And that, that was also the weird part because 
at one point I was saying things like, I'm here in here. Mm-hmm. Um, and that thing is just spiked to red. I kept getting mm-hmm. my neck blown on, on the back. Kept just felt like somebody was right behind me and it just goes like that, just right on the back of my neck. Uh, I kept, yeah, no, but it kept <laughs> freaking me out. I'm not gonna lie. I, and I kept getting touched too. So, um, Sorry, I have my little cheat sheet notes over here. Of, of... That's okay. <laughs> okay, fine. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking at mine too. So. <laughs> yeah. um, I'm just actually, going off memory. Well, and, and this is actually the part that we were about to talk about. I'm, gl- I'm glad, <laughs> Ryan, you said something about the K2 meter being tacked out mm-hmm. because this next clip really shows it. Because this is actually when I say I'm here, in here. And then, Shelly, you say something that's... <laughs> Pretty rather um, compelling. Yeah, go ahead. I know where we're going. <laughs> he's a whore. It said he, not she. It said he's a whore. Who's a whore? If somebody's got a camera, take pictures behind me. There's something behind me. Right yeah, there now. is. I'm there. Yeah, that K2 meter is lighting up and holding steady red wherever Blake is at right there. What about three? You feel like something was touching you? There's somebody back there. Yeah, what about three? Two, your right. Yeah, somebody. Somebody take pictures over here of Blake. Okay. Five. Five. What? Okay. Shelly just said to your right too. Please help. Your your right. Mm. My right. Him. Yes. Okay. Who's who's to my right? We're right at seven. Get off me. I don't know them. Fuck him. <laughs> Fuck who? Fuck who? Yellow. You lied. Yellow. Fuck John? Why why are you so fascinated with John? You get it. Get out. What about yellow? Get it. Why? Man, that is holding steady over there with... See me? I mean, I think we do if you're man- manipulating that K2 meter. Right there at the end is when I get touched. Right you there see that orb go right, right oh, yeah. into that. Well, yeah. So the, the investigator gets touched. Shelly goes to your right. And, and that investigator is standing to the right. And Blake, you're in that booth in the right. And... I, I, I believe I asked, I was like, to the right. And Shelly says, you're right. And that is directly right. to my right. Specifically, you're right. And that, mm-hmm. that was the thing, because that comes after I say, I'm here, in here. And I think mm-hmm. it says, right after that, Shelly says, 20 seconds later, to your right. And then she repeats mm-hmm. that 20 more seconds later and says, you're right, to your right. And they say, talking about Blake and and because Kat says that, or the other investigator says that, and Shelly goes, mm-hmm. yes. And then that's when it goes down, and I, and I say, see me, and that thing is tacked out at red. That orb shoots out, and mm-hmm. I say, see me, and Ryan, you're like, I think I do. I mean, sh- shoot. <laughs> <laughs> lighting, yeah. up, lighting up equipment like freaking crazy over here, man. <laughs> I mean, and to me, that is a compelling piece of footage, because you have Shelly calling out like things happening to the right. There's no way she knew that was happening to my right. Mm-mm. Well, you, you can't know, see people getting you touched and orbs flying out. And, yeah. Yeah. There's no way. Mm-mm. 
I, I so, thought we were going to laugh about the fact that I said he's a whore. He's a whore. And, and spe- specifics. Was, yeah. <laughs> yes, and it specifically said he, not she. So I was like, oh, good. I stated on this one. Yeah. It's like they said he's a whore. I yeah. was like, you don't know me. Okay. So, like, yeah. I, I know they ain't talking about me because I'm a, I'm a nice young man. Okay. So. Yes, you are. <laughs> he's covered his face up. Shh, 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 shh. <laughs> shh, shh, don't talk don't, don't talk, talk. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god okay we got we got a couple more of these to get through <laughs> all right we, we could be here all night trying to entertain y'all with laughter but yes. we know y'all came for another <laughs> we, we, we don't reason. we don't want to get too far off topic and i'm very good at doing that yes exactly so, <laughs> well we all can honestly so the next part is oh, yeah. is is an even I think in my opinion even more compelling clip um, because of the pictures that are being taken and the fact mm-hmm. that I am blindfolded and that thing is still tacking out red so I'm just going to play it just remember I can't I, and I close I'm like you Shelly I close my eyes when I'm doing I do, I keep my eyes I'm blindfolded I do the same. I'm blindfolded but that thing's so hard on my eyes I just keep them closed mm-hmm. um, so this is where it gets weird listen to my responses. Uh, let me give it a minute. Dimple. Stop. Stop what? Taking pictures? Seven. The time. Taking more pictures. You'll see me. Make stop. Me. Oh, male, male boy said I can stop this. Can you touch Make the piano? piano? Yes. Stop. Why? Why should we stop? Get out. Why? Get out. Why? John. You want John out? Dick. <laughs> Asshole. Now we're getting fired up. Man. Are you wanting John alone? There ain't no need to be ugly. We're not being ugly to y'all. Get who? There's no need to be ugly. Get Steve? I think it was Steve. Get Steve. Is there a Steve here? It's me. Oh. Oh, well. Explain all of that to me. (laughs) (laughs) The whole clip. I can't see what's happening, but every time a picture's taken, it's stop. What do you do? Like, stop. You'll see me. You'll see me. Mm -hmm. Shelly says, male voice says, I can stop this. She she has no idea what's going on. I normally don't in general, not even when I'm doing the Estes method, especially then. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't have to agree with that. <laughs> I was saying, yeah, kind of for me as well. Okay. <laughs> but then at the end, at the same time, uh, uh, get him. Get who? And Shelly responds to your question that I, I said it first. It was get him. You say get who? And then Shelly responds to you and says, get Steve? There's Steve. That guy's like, mm-hmm. that's me. That's me. You know what? Yeah. If I was Steve, I'd have been like, huh? No damn Steve here. You got the wrong no, name. <laughs> Steve who? No, yeah. I ain't no damn Steve you here. Ain't keep lying. talking. No, I wouldn't admit it. I was Steve. Somebody says, uh-uh. good Steve. I'd be like, nope. that, that's that dude right there. I mean, <laughs> but you got something calling out like positions in the room where things are happening and calling out, you'll see me after they're getting their picture taken and calling out someone in the room, you know get him and there just happens to be a Steve there that are trying to I, I swear to you I did not know that there was a Steve there I had no mm-hmm. idea I mean you guys know that I am very good with names but I gotta tell you 
miraculous. We got done with that. And, and I was like, was there a Steve here? He goes, yeah, I'm Steve. I was like, are you serious? And he goes, yeah, I had never seen that man. I'll tell you the truth. Where I, I was like, did he wander in? Does he but have see, a, I'm like, but, but here, here's the whole point of that. Because even if you had met Steve that night and knew Steve, this was after our, our initial groups. Steve could have been anywhere in the hospital. Steve could have mm-hmm. left. Yeah, but I didn't. Left. I didn't ever recall meeting yeah. Steve. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I, he saying, was very did, unfamiliar you know. to me when I saw him. And I'm, and again, whenever you've got that many people, you aren't going to remember every name. Mm-mm. No, mm-hmm. no way. So, um, and then it just kind of goes on, and it still gets a little bit, little bit weird. There's more pictures taken of me, and that I continue to respond to. So, hi, Steve. I'm sorry. <laughs> It's okay. Are you going to be nice? You know her, don't you? Get out. No who? Touch the piano. The bell. Yes, I do. You, you know her? Go. Stop. What about the Who do you know? Stop. Why? Don't like him. Give us a reason. Okay. Stop. Oh, what? I see you. If that's a female, it was real mocking. Okay. I see you. Hear me speak. Thank you. Okay. Get out. And that was very aggressive. That was male, very aggressive. What do you What do you have to say? Want to fight? No. I asked that earlier. There's no reason to. We're just trying to be respectful and trying to see if you're here. Can you not be ugly? just crazy like to me that's yeah. just kind of where it gets even crazier because because of all the the pictures being taken where i'm just like stop quit stop quit you know and then mm-hmm. at the end what do you have to say want to fight mm-hmm. <laughs> welcome to yorktown of all freaking places you, know yeah. I mean? <laughs> you know what's funny you know not what's particularly funny is that <laughs> yeah. is that even with all of that the next night we decide we're going to do it twice. Oh, I know. We did. Mm-hmm. We were like, so, yes, let, let me let me play a couple more. We only have two more that I really want to showcase okay. for everybody. And then we can kind of kind of go a little further. So <laughs> um, this one is interesting just because it sounds like we're talking to each other. Now, remember, we are blindfolded, noise canceling earphones, earphones on, and we are separated in different confessional booths. There's no way we can hear or see each other. And it, mm-hmm. this sounds like we're having a conversation between us. Get out. Why? Blake. You want Blake out? Yeah. <laughs> no. Why? Do, do you want Blake or John out? Locked up. Every one of them. Oh. Both of them. Oh, shit. You're can, too loud. Can you tell me? Can you tell me why? Let him in. Yeah. Wow. I I say my name and you say, do you want Blake out? And John goes, John. Two confessionals down. Goes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which John, I love John under essence because John really does say exactly how they say it. So it no, makes yeah. for some pretty good moments. <laughs> but um, I mean, even that when you're like, do you want Blake or John out? Every one of them. Mm-hmm. And that night, they were just picking on y'all hardcore all night long. They were. For some reason, they just absolutely wanted you out of that hospital. Yeah. So. Now, the last one that I will play, and then we can continue our discussion, 
is that yes, it is a little bit weird, Shelly, what you are saying in this clip. But however, I will I am oh, oh wow. Because this is this is the climactic moment. What the crap? <laughs> oh, she, 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 she'll, she'll hop back on. She will, hopefully, but this hopefully. is <laughs> Oh god, well, let's just hope it don't do what it did to me. <laughs> I know. This is the climactic moment and it drops her. What the crap? Oh my god. Oh my god. Well, yeah, she, she'll, she'll, hopefully she'll be back in a sec. I'm gonna say, welcome to Yorktown, y'all. Welcome mm-hmm. to Yorktown. This is <laughs> every single time, man. Like you could, uh, we we could be on the phone. We could be on. I mean, no matter what communication method we are using, we can talk about this. Doesn't place. matter. And this type of shit happens all the time. Doesn't matter. All the yep. time. I'm it absolutely does not matter. You know, she may be having trouble because usually she's back really quick. Yeah, she, I mean, it, 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 what what happened to me earlier? I mean, that could be happening. So, you know, it, it's it's like right when we're about to get to something. Yeah, yeah, and we're about to get to the really really good part that I'm going to extend on after mm-hmm. I show the clip. But <laughs> I was hoping Shelly <laughs> would be here for it, so I guess I'm just going to have I mean, to wait for her. Um, see if she pops back in, but I'll go ahead and I'll play the clip. Um, sure. This and I can, it's a short one, so I can replay it if she jumps back in. But yeah, this is towards the end of this, and something happens. Yes, Shelly's uh, Shelly's comments and what she says are very kind of disturbing, honestly. Mm-hmm. But listen to her, but pay attention to me on the right side of the screen in that one particular confessional booth, and I'll explain what happened after it plays. I'm on fire, fire. What are you afraid of? Pretty sure the one was fine. All right, let's pull them out. All right, guys, we're going to pull these guys out. Pull these guys out. In hell. I'm on fire in hell. Now, in hell. Yeah. now I'm going to I'm gonna play it one more time. So that way, if anybody missed it of, of me on the right-hand side, just so they can make sure that they caught what happens to me, because I'm about to tell a story about that. So one more time. I'm on fire. Fire. What are you afraid of? Pretty sure the one was fine. All right, let's pull them out. All right, guys, we're going to pull these guys out. Pull these guys out. In hell. Freaking crazy. (laughs) So I was going to say the issue was, was Mm -hmm. the fact that, Ryan, you have led almost every Estes method that I have ever done in Yorktown. Almost every single one of them. And I'm trying, hold on, let me make sure Shelly's not messaging us because... (laughs) <laughs> okay she's yeah. not yet so i'm gonna try and resend the link to her real quick i want to try and get her yeah, back um, for sure but on. yeah like i have i have ran a lot of ss methods in yorktown um when it comes to when it comes to doing ss or when it comes to like a which which we didn't feature in the video but like there's a a piece of equipment called a portal um that is basically like a, a spirit box on steroids where you use a guitar amp and distortion pedal to kind of get rid of that white noise. So you can hear the answers a bit clearer. Yes. I, yes. I've ran a lot of those in Yorktown. Um, <laughs> there was, I mean, and, and always in that chapel, I remember the first time I ever went to Yorktown uh, and that chapel. There like, she they are is. Very talkative. Yeah. Hey, you're back. <laughs> I'm back. It only Hi, took friend. me a hot minute. <laughs> so, now that now that you're back, I will play it one more time because there is a lot that's happening in this clip and it's only a couple of seconds long. So um, listening to what you say while also watching what happens to me on the right. I'm on fire. Fire? What are you afraid of? I'm pretty sure the one was fire. All right, let's pull them out. All right, guys, we're going to pull these guys out. Pull these guys out. In hell. 
Yeah. I'm on fire in hell. So in that moment, what happened and the reason I go like this and I throw my hand up, I was telling Ryan right before you jump back on, I've never, ever, ever pulled myself out of an SS method. Ever. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've heard some very nasty derogatory slur words used against me in an SS method. And, but in that moment, I got grabbed on my arm and that's, that was the flinch because I was trying to get away from it. And in my ears, this voice came through and it just goes, kill him. Whoa. And I said, I'm done. I said, I'm out. Pull me out. Mm-hmm. I didn't, I wasn't going to repeat it. I wasn't going to go any further. I was done. Mm-hmm. So, and yes. I, I remember you got up and you like, you know, you're, you're fearless. You know, you don't, you don't run. And you got up and you went out of the chapel as fast as you could and went out in the parking lot. And I remember your hands were shaking bad because you were so, I, I mean, it's, like, unnerving. it's yeah. unnerving. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that's the SS method at Yorktown, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> now, if they would like to be able to see the entire Estes Method, where can they go to find that? So if you go onto uh, our YouTube channel, Everything Vaguely Paranormal, we have uploaded that entire video in its entirety. Night oh, night, night one. Sorry, my bad. Yeah, I was like, what's, I was like what's, what's Shelly waving her finger at over here for me? <laughs> <laughs> This is only night one, by the way. Um, it gets and this is the tamest of all of them. Yeah, oh, yeah. This is the most tame. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So wait till y'all see night two. <laughs> I, yeah, yeah. You got to come back for night two because, as Shelly just said, this is tame compared to that night. So I'm gonna I'm gonna put something up on the screen because this has been asked about I don't know eight or nine or ten times, and and we we need to answer it because um, sure. this is a really good question that has come up in different ways. <laughs> <laughs> Does any of this stuff end up following you home, or how do you keep from following it home, or any of that stuff? Mm-hmm. I'll share my good question. On it. Yeah, okay. great question. When you yeah, figure it out, when you question. figure it out, let us know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, my opinion on the matter: I have gone up against that, and then I'll, you know, y'all can also throw yours into. I've gone up against stuff at Yorktown that is mm-hmm. considered that we all consider demonic, dark, negative, mm-hmm. and nasty. Um, I have been saged. I have had holy water used against me. Um, I have I've grounded myself. I, all holy everything oil, you can think less of. Less salt. Oh, yep, yep. Mm-hmm. All of it. Everything you can think of. Um, and I still brought something home with me from the June investigation that did torment me in a way. Um, I, I would see things. I'd be in my bed, bed seated up in my bed, watching TV early morning with my cup of coffee. And um, I would just see something around the corner go. And really? in my head, and, yep. And it was dark. It was black. And it was in my master bedroom doorway. And these headphones that I used, Every time I'd use them, um, working on something, I'd set them down and they would move them on my desk right next to me. Whoa. Um, yeah. That's why yeah. I don't bring my equipment back in the house. I, I, I don't either. My car. <laughs> I leave my equipment outside. It does not come in. Every, everybody else in our group take, leaves theirs out in the car. I'm the only one that brings bring it inside. In. <laughs> you don't bring your equipment in the house. Yeah. I know. Ever. I need, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. So, um, Ryan, what's, what's your take? How, can well, you keep it from going? Have home? you ever had something follow you? So what I always do whenever I leave a location, um, you know, whatever works for, you know, whatever your belief system is, whatever works for you. Um, I always tell whatever is there, 
you know, you have to stay here. You can't follow me home. I, you're not welcome in my life. You're not wanted in my life. You know, thank you for whatever you've given us while we're here, but you have to stay here. And, you know, I was, I, I was raised, you know, when I was growing up, like I was raised religious. So I say a little prayer and whatever has to stay, like has to stay there. And then that's how I, you know, and also when I leave the property, I step onto the grass and not onto the concrete because concrete is reflective and whatever energy is, is, is around or on me, like can be, you know, absorbed into the ground and Absolutely. it stays there. So Shall how about I? you, Shelly? Which one? <laughs> so, so um, you know, we've always, always taken, I had this thing about how you, we, we've kind of had this conversation about once you get into the paranormal field and you begin investigating a lot that you become known in the paranormal field. And whenever I say known, I mean in the spirit realm, known. Um, right before I went to Yorktown Hospital the very first time, uh, I was excited about going there. I'd never been there before, had heard the stories, was ready to go. And I was staying at my friend's house on the couch. And it was just me and she was upstairs in her room and boyfriend was up there and son was downstairs and I was on the middle floor. I was all by myself. And I heard something whisper in my ear. They know you're coming. And I sat up in the bed and it, it, literally I could feel the breath on my ear. And I was like, I'm like, damn it. Don't do that to me. That scared me. And she pokes her head <laughs> over and it's like, what the hell are you talking? What are you yelling about? Mm-hmm. I said, did you just say to me, they know you're coming. Did you just come down and whisper in my ear? She goes, Girl, I can't get my ass up those stairs that fast. She goes, that wasn't me. I said, what's your son? <laughs> I went down, her son's asleep. Something whispered in my ear just enough to wake me up. They know you're coming. That was right before I went the first time, which again, I thought maybe I was dreaming. I was so excited about it. Uh, two, two times prior, uh, the la- two times prior to the last one that we did Yorktown. Uh, we went and I was at home the next night and I sat bolt up right in my bed and just that sudden be awake. And there was something standing at the end of my bed. Well, we've all got a flight or flight response. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, mine, I'm going to take a <laughs> swing at the son of a bitch and because if, in my head. I didn't, I mean, there shouldn't have been anyone else in my house. There shouldn't have been right. anybody right. standing at the end of my bed. Mm-hmm. And, and, and so what I did was I was like, you get out of here. Wham, took a slug and went ass over armpit into the floor. Then I thought maybe I should turn on the light. <laughs> so I get up, you know, the only thing really <laughs> wounded is my pride and flip them on. I'm like, I don't know who you are, but you go home. You get. I'm like, you go home. <laughs> you get, get, go home. I have no idea what it was. I did have a problem with it after that. But yeah, I took a swing at it because <laughs> that's normally my response is like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and again, the only thing bruised was my pride um, <laughs> for going again a full somersault out of the bigs. So when I took a swing, I neglected to realize that there was nothing below to break my fall except the ground. So right. yeah, I have had something follow me home more than once from not only Yorktown but other locations. Mm-hmm. So well, yeah, I, I, I was going to say too. I think that as far as like keeping things from following you. Um, whatever, it's very like difficult. Said, it, it, it is, um, you know, but like, you know, we, we would sage people before they left. Um, and some people request holy water. Like it, it really just depends on what your belief system is really. Like if you, whatever you associate with positivity and associate with whatever is going to, you know, keep the darkness out. That's what a lot of people use in order to make sure that, okay, you have to stay here. 
I'm going to go on with my life. This is where you are. You can't come with me. And, and that is something yeah. that I normally say. I say, once I cross yeah. this threshold, I have to leave. You have to stay. You yep. belong here. I do not. Yep. Uh, I Absolutely. have to go and you have to stay here. And once I cross the threshold, you may not follow me. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what? Sometimes they're like petulant children who are like, I'm coming anyway. And you're going, okay, you need to knock this off. There. Yeah. Yeah. So sometimes, mm-hmm. it, and especially if there's one that you form a deep connection with, because honestly, after that night in Yorktown where mm-hmm. I was overwhelmed with Betsy, I fully expected to have something follow me home that night. I, I, yeah. I was, I just knew that any minute I was going to have a dream about her or that, that I was going to wake up and see something. And I just didn't. I and mean, so that some, was one where it was so intense that I was certain I would, but nothing mm-hmm. happened. Because some just definitely, they just want to be heard. They want people, they, they're like, Oh my God, you saw me. You recognize me. Like I, you know, and so they, they form an attachment with people sometimes like that. Um, so yeah, you got to be careful. <laughs> Well, y'all, I think that uh, that's night one, just night yeah. one of Yorktown. So we have a night two, and that's next week. And if you mm-hmm. thought the stories and stuff that we told uh, tonight were crazy, um, it gets even crazier on the second night. We have York- a, you have heard us talk about Three Alone. We're actually yep. going to tell you oh. the Three Alone story, and you are oh, going yeah. to see the Three Alone in a live Estes method. Mm-hmm. Yep. You want to talk about some shit goes down. Wow. That I that I led, so it's uh, that Blake all led, yeah, much to his chagrin. <laughs> yes, yes, very much. To <laughs> so, if there was a question that y'all asked that we didn't get to, we will go keep back and we them. will, yeah, keep yeah, absolutely. Them. We, will, we will respond as much as we can and answer any questions that y'all have. Um, go over to our YouTube channel, the Everything Vaguely Paranormal. I did put a link into the chat right here that uh, is directly to the video if y'all want to see the raw, unedited footage of that entire Estes method. Um, it is up, and you can view it. We're also going to be posting a couple of other videos that we have from Yorktown as well. So subscribe mm-hmm. to YouTube channel because that is where all of our video evidence is going to be placed. So um, we have caught a lot of amazing things there. And, and Yorktown, this was not going to be the only time we talk about Yorktown. Yorktown will come back again and again and again (laughs) oh yeah so um but anyways i just wanted to thank everybody from the bottom of my heart for tuning in y'all have been so fantastic for for uh carrying on the conversation on the side um i I hope to get to know a lot of y'all more um i'm blake smith my friends here y'all can say bye i'll let y'all i'm ryan roberts bye And I'm Shelly Pruitt. We wanted to say thank you so much for watching Everything Vaguely Paranormal, and we will see you next week. Thanks, guys. Bye, you guys. Bye.